0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Your phone calls, always welcome. So are your tweets, emails, best and worst of the weekend. We just had somebody was on hold for about 45 minutes and uh, Chad in Fargo, North Dakota, and then he hung up. I didn't know why he hung up or he wasn't there. And he said, um, he just emailed me, Dan, sorry, I was making my wife's lunch when you surprised me by taking my call. I tried to get off mute, but ended up hanging up on you. Being husband of the year is a tough job. However, it is paying off. She recognized you when we were watching the last dance. My worst of the weekend was watching bowling. Not that bowling is bad, but that's why baseball will have an audience when it returns, because nothing else will be on. And of course, the worst of my week is hanging up on the Dan Patrick Show. That's uh, Chad in Fargo joining us on the program. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. You know, nothing says summer like those long, lazy afternoons watching a baseball game on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. Maybe not this year, though. Not only have the uh, baseball owners and commissioner and players engaged in this dysfunctional back and forth through the media. And You know, they've squabbled, and while they have, other sports have been pushing the envelope here. They're pushing into baseball's prime window, and undoubtedly they'll steal some viewers here when they come back. You know, it's extraordinary times for all sports, and there seems to be a consistent issue with baseball. There's no trust. You know, when these owners say, hey, we don't make that much money, well, sell your team. Why would you own a team and you don't make any money? You do make money. We don't know how much money, but you make money. And look, you have every right to make your money, but don't plead poverty here. Every league is about making money. But at least you have to expand the sport. My biggest concern with baseball is this myopic view of right now. This is about the long-term health of this sport. And you have a chance to capture an audience, a young audience. We're watching Korean baseball in the morning on the mothership. We have safety concerns. There's monetary concerns. I just don't know if we're going to have baseball back and what it, and even if we do, what it's going to look like. If you have 50 games and you're going to give the players 90% of their prorated pay or whatever the numbers are, just understand the fans don't care about the numbers. Fans care about you playing. And if you come back and it's 50 games and then you're going to have more teams into the postseason, which allows the owners to recoup money that they're going to lose, they don't want to play a lot of games. The more regular season games they play, the more they lose. The more postseason games they play, the more money they make. Because the players don't make much money off the postseason. The owners make a lot of money off the postseason. That's why there's a financial tug of war here. It's just one big taffy pull. And I don't know if anything, it feels like the commissioner is eventually going to say, you must come back and play. I don't know if you're going to have some marquee players who say, it's just not worth it. And you probably will. But if you look at the majority of you know, the players in Major League Baseball who aren't making you know more than a million dollars, I mean, that's, that's the majority. They're going to come back because they need to come back. If some of the guys who make uh, the bigger salaries don't want to, okay, that's on them. But this is far from over, even when these players come back. Because the, there's already less trust between baseball owners and its players than in any other sport. It's not even close. And you're going to have them come back. We're going to force you to come back. And I just think that we're going to... Baseball is going to suffer again and i couldn't help but think of 1998 because you had mcguire and sosa that documentary that aired last night and look it was just a trip down memory lane i didn't learn much there but it was still nice to reminisce about something that i was involved in whether i was doing the highlights or the number of times that i went to games that mcguire and or sosa were uh, playing in but back then Baseball was coming back. There was a feel-good part of that. That's why people love that so much. It was magical, historical, and it was baseball coming back from a strike. And that's where you you had something that was special. Now you're going to have baseball coming back, and it's not special. You don't have Maguire and Sosa to bring you back. Like, there's nobody making a magical run in 50 games. Like Jacob DeGrom winning his third consecutive Cy Young is just not enough to have everybody kind of go, wow, that's in the national conscience. Man, I can't wait to come back. DeGrom pitched last night? He's 7-4. and He's going to win the Cy Young. Yes, McLean.
1: But maybe someone steps up and does something spectacular. But
0: it's only 50 games. Yeah, it's tough. Because you can't accumulate enough numbers. No, and baseball's all about that because of 162. Yeah. I told you I would talk about it if I thought I could advance it here. And I haven't advanced it. You know, there's a frustration level. I think just speaking as a fan right now. And the reason why it kind of came to the forefront is I was watching last night with McGuire and Sosa and baseball was back. That was in the conversation. That was in the, in the national conversation. And it was on the national news. Like, it was big. You had Ripken coming back, Ripken's consecutive game streak. Like, there were things that were surrounding this. You know, and you sort of forgot where things were with baseball. But, man, it feels like we're a long ways away. You know, we're, we're more than 22 years away from what that feeling was like back in 1998. Yeah, Paul.
2: Any chance baseball may stumble into something good unintentionally by, if there's 48 games that when the season does start, it has a feeling of tension and the last two months of the baseball season will feel like a playoff because let's say it starts August 1st, every team's going to be even. Every single team, every fan- franchise, every fan base, I should say, is in the mix. Usually by August 1st, I would say 70% of the baseball fan bases are out as far as contending for the World Series. Yeah. I mean, unintentionally, they could stumble into something.
0: Well, there's going to be tension because games are going to mean something, everything in the regular season, whereas they don't normally. Certainly not until late August, early September. Now it's going to mean something, but it's going to be 48 games. And, you know, the teams that have the best, the deepest pitching staffs are going to be the teams to look out for. I mean, that's that's not exciting. You know, hey... Can't wait to see, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays and that deep pitching staff shutting some people down. That's not going to bring people back. But, uh, you know, baseball's... Having covered this, I'm trying to think the first time I was involved in a lockout or... Peter Uberoth, I think, was the commissioner. That was mid-80s, and I, I remember covering that. And it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then all of a sudden... It was settled. And, you know, I I think the owners, you know, maybe the players, but the owners sort of take us for granted from the standpoint of they'll be back. They'll be back. Baseball's attendance has been declining. You know, after a while you go, uh, what am I doing? You know, is baseball evolving? There's other things to watch. Does baseball care about us? So I'm going to reinvest in them again and that's the carrot that they dangle. But you know, maybe maybe something happens and it's an interesting, magical season here with baseball. But I have my doubts. I don't know what's happening with the NBA either. Because as I said this on Friday. I get the feeling, you know, sometimes if you say, hey, you got that uh, dentist appointment that, you know, you got to get uh, wisdom teeth out. Man, six months down the road, you go... Oh, okay. Yeah, six months down the road. And then all of a sudden, it's like uh, two months, and you, you know, your uh, wife says, "Hey, remember you got to go to the dentist." Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I got a couple of months, and then all of a sudden, it's like a month, a month away, and you go, "Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta get my wisdom teeth out." It feels like the NBA players, commissioner, owners, hey, we're gonna all be quarantined in a bubble in Orlando. Yeah, it sounds great. Now, all of a sudden, these players going. wait, wait, wait. I, I can't leave the property, and I'm going to be there how long? The longer I win, the longer I'm uh, quarantined. And now it feels like, and that was before Kyrie Irving said, you know, we shouldn't play basketball. We should use this moment, the moment we have here with Black Lives Matter, and this will take away from that. That was before Kyrie even said that. And I said this in the first 2 hours I'll say it again because Kyrie will probably look at the messenger and not the message he's sending and i you got to be fair to the message that he's sending and what he's saying and why he's saying it and if his if his goal is just to say let's show how powerful we are united we are and we're not going to play basketball that's how serious this is i mean that i understand it I'd love to have them come back, but this isn't about just my entertainment here. There's more at stake here. I think sometimes we'll shoot the messenger without listening to the message, and uh, certainly listening to Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard, uh, CJ McCollum. These are some of the players who put their name behind this. Let me get a couple of phone calls in here. McLevin, are we stay in with a poll question.
1: Uh, I think we should switch it up. It uh, was there too little steroids in the McGuire Snow oh, okay. uh, Doc, and ninety percent said yes. Do you want to do that? Uh, Maybe the college football one. Would you be comfortable sending your kid to play college football? I, I know that's well. You're, they're
0: going to okay. Ohio State is going to have their players sign a waiver, but I think all of these schools are going to do that to sign a waiver. And it's not just Ohio State, but it's not a legally binding waiver. I think it's it's just to say let's make sure we take care of each other here. So when you're not here, you know, make sure you're not putting yourself at risk and bringing you know, the, the potential for the uh, coronavirus. What else do you have? Well,
1: I was shocked, by the way, that how many college football players are coming back and testing positive. It seems like every program... Well,
0: has, you know, this it. isn't magically going away. I know that we flatten the curve. Hey, New York is is a whole lot better. It's open for business. Yes, it is. But some of the other states that didn't have any of you know the hot spots with the pandemic. And if you go about your regular life... Now you're starting to see where if you're socializing, you're not wearing masks like this, it, it's it's going to happen. We said it was going to happen. And some of these states where we thought, oh, the SEC, you're going to be able to play football. Well, you have some of these states that have hotspots in it. And you got players who have tested positive. We're going to have more of this. And that's why when Texas says, the governor says, we're open for business, we're going to have maybe 50% capacity in our stadiums. You don't know that we don't know that you can hope that you're going to have that, but you don't know that it doesn't just go, Hey, football season's coming up. There's no more virus. It, it's not going to work that way. Same with the NFL, but that feeling of we're open for business is still a dangerous proposition because Look at 17 states, I believe, had jumps in COVID-19 cases. I believe 17 over the weekend. Where some of the bigger cities, some of, you know, New York certainly, and having been in New York uh, recently, just driving through, you know, it might be open for business, but there's no business there. And people aren't out necessarily. uh, But you get people going to the beach, you know, it just feels like, you know, we're pushing, we're pushing it. We want it to happen, but I, don't know. I got my doubts,
1: man. Got my doubts. Yeah, McLovin. We're at kind of a related side poll question that maybe we can relate to. If you were an NBA media member and you, I think you said about possible three-month quarantine to go cover it, would you want to go down to Orlando to cover the NBA season and playoffs? No.
0: Unless you said I had access, but I can't imagine – you know, you're gonna—they're gonna test the players every other day, is what I'm told. I don't know. As a member of the media, do you get tested every other day? Is that—is that, is that going to be the case? How much? I don't know. I, I, how available are you? That's what I would want to know. Am I getting something that somebody else is not going to get, and is somebody else going to be getting something that I'm not going to get? That would be what I would be interested in, but. I'd get tired of Disney World in about four days. Yes. see. He...
3: Yeah, I mean, it might be really appealing to some, some types of journalists, this type of quarantine lockdown. it's such a unique thing to have happen that you, you might not ever get to experience again. I would imagine some journalists would want that experience, you know, that unique story that they could provide.
0: But if they're not available to me. All it is is I'm in a bubble. I can't leave and I get to watch games in a high school gymnasium. And we can see those on TV. I just don't know what you're getting when you're there and and how available these players are going to be. That yeah. might
3: be you know determined by just personal relationships, right? Yeah. I mean, there might not be huge press conferences, but if you have relationships built up with players or teams or you know different personnel maybe. Is this year
0: a 30 for 30? What sport would be the thirty for thirty? Or if you were going to do a thirty for thirty on this year in the world of sports, what would be the, the center point of the thirty for thirty?
2: Uh, Rudy Gobert. That's the first scene. Rudy Gobert. The night he tests positive. When you started that night, I think it was a Wednesday, the thirteenth yeah. or something. Yeah. When we started that night, there was a text saying, uh, a tweet saying that the start of the Oklahoma Thunder game, Oklahoma City Thunder game, had been delayed. Nobody knows why. Then they said the trainers are running around screaming at people to get off the court. And then the PA announcer announces on live TV, right before Van Pelt's show, they put, ESPN put it live, we have to send everyone home, no one's in danger, please drive carefully. And that's when everything started. Yeah, that she, was a Wednesday.
3: The moment that was just as crazy, if not maybe even crazier was watching the start of the Big East tournament. Because yes. they were the only ones that were still going. And it was like, even the players, I remember Miles Powell from Seton Hall tweeting out, so I guess we're doing this, huh? Or something along those lines. Like, so we're the only ones? And they, they actually started playing the game, and we're sitting here watching and saying, what in the hell is wrong with them? I know. And you have to shut this down. Why are they doing this? It
0: was a noon start. We got crazy. done with the show, and then I looked up and I go, what are they doing? What, what are they doing? That was crazy. And then they stopped at halftime. I think Tim Brando was on the call. Was it St. John's and Seton Hall? That's right. And I think Brando was kind of saying, what, what are we doing here? And and that was one of those crazy moments there. Yeah, Todd.
4: And there's a great shot of Mark Cuban in the crowd staring at his phone in disbelief that games are being delayed or yeah. canceling or the season's over or what's going on here. Yeah. All
0: right, let me take a break. I want to get to all these phone calls here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp. Deep, 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 P show. <laughs> deep, deep, deep. deep. the remix. Deep deep, 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 deep. Deep, deep, deep. And last day, to uh, if you order your gear, your Father's Day gear or any gear on uh, danpatrick.com, this is the last day to guarantee it will be there for Father's Day. Correct, Amundo, Seton? Yeah, I mean, you could try tomorrow, but
3: mm. no guarantees.
0: Yeah, but, and then I don't want Mario to get yelled at because he. you can yell at him for a lot of things, but he has nothing to do not with this. Not
3: for that. No. I mean, you can if you want. Better than yelling at me or anyone oh. else about it. But, Ooh. yeah. If you
0: yeah. want to yell somebody, yell at Seaton. Who well. else can you yell at? You, could yell you at can yell
3: at Tyler if you want.
0: No. that be fun. Nobody yells at Tyler. No, that's true. No. Uh, and I'll t- I have more details on the showdown. You know, the, the Tiger versus Phil, the match. We have Tyler, the moderator, and Mario <laughs> are going to play nine holes. The loser. It's a shower of shame, and I think our motto is: "You did not want this, but you're getting it." Yeah, and we'll have that for you. <laughs> the shower of shame will be on Friday, but uh, we're going to bring the French kid out. Uh, I think Dylan is going to go out. Like we're going to, we're going to have a
3: gallery there to watch nine holes, and the loser shower of shame. Yes, yeah, so this sort of came about um, because the the a group of the uh, back room guys have been going out and and playing golf or, yeah. you know, golfing recently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was a little, I think there was a little, do I have this story right? There was a little bit of a dispute over who had won, where Tyler said that Mario uh, hadn't played that well. Or, and Mario's like, well, I was taking money off of Tyler. And there's been a little bit of a back and forth going on behind the scenes here. Yeah. And I just said, let's settle it. Mono a mano," And uh, we'll have that. Got a
0: local golf course here at uh, uh, great river. And we're going to have those guys out playing nine holes. A lot at stake. They have to both put up $100 and the loser shower of shame on Friday in the final segment of the show. While we're eating off the Traeger, they will be getting a shower of shame. Yes, Paul?
2: You know, with golf etiquette, you're not supposed to speak during someone's backswing. Mm. What if we allowed it on this one day? Like the other person can say whatever they want at all times during a golf event.
0: I would would have to talk to the the, the parties.
2: Yeah, the combatants. (laughs)
0: I'd have to talk to the uh, parties here, see what they think. These guys are going to tighten up a little bit there. They're going to pucker up just a little bit there come Thursday. Tea time, 1 o'clock. Be out there with a couple beers. Should be good. All right. Phone calls coming up 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com. Family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. First, giving you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, they make these prices reliably low. Rockauto.com. Choose the part brands. Prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. Rockauto.com. A lot of the parts you might have been told, hey, dealer only are no longer available. Parts delivered right to your home or office. Don't waste time and money hunting for parts, phoning, driving, and waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com today. Make sure you tell them that we sent you. Write Dan Patrick in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you all the parts, your car, or truck, whatever ever need at rockauto.com. All right. Oh, St. John's in Creighton was the game that was stopped at halftime at uh, Big East. Man, that was March twelfth. It seems like an eternity. I don't even know what day of the I don't even know the date today. I got just there are times when I go, I don't you know, my wife will say, Oh, uh, make sure you have this on your calendar and then she'll tell me a day and I'll go, When when is when is that? And she go, Well, that'll be in four days. And I go, Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, Paul.
2: Have you guys caught yourself turning on TV and seeing sports and assuming it's taped and it's live? I, was, I turned on some boxing on Thursday. I was like, oh, well, this, this, this doesn't look that old. And it was a live boxing <laughs> event. It was Joe Tessator and a bunch of guys. I had no idea.
0: Some phone calls here best and worst of the weekend. Wynn in North Carolina. Hi, Win. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me?
5: Hi, Dan. You have an awesome show. Thank you, Wynn. Thank you. Yes yes yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, so I got I got two bests and a and a humble suggestion for a guest. So my two bests are uh, Greg Popovich was interviewed by Maureen Dad for her column this weekend in the Times on current events, shall we say. Very interesting. The second best was Jim Nance going to commercial break during the tournament this weekend and a GEICO logo pops up on the screen, and he says, this tournament is brought to you by Allstate. Oops, sorry, (laughs) GEICO. That was great, man. And that's that's my humble suggestion for a guest. You've turned millions of people on to Bosch. Great series. Get Titus Welliver on as a guest if you can, sir. I think we tried to.
0: Thank you, Wynn. I think we uh, reached out to uh, Titus. And, you
2: promoted uh, that show more than anybody. Oh, I know.
0: People didn't even know it existed. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, better call Saul, I, I mentioned that. If uh, he'd like to join us. But yeah, I, I stumbled upon Bosch and, and I was like, oh, man, I'm good. I'm good with this. But uh, yeah, Titus Welliver. And I think his parents are artists in the New Haven area. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd love to have him on. I love the show. Uh, let me see. What do we have here? Alan in New Mexico. Hi, Alan. What do you have for me today?
5: Hi, Dan. Love your show. Um, here's my thing. Colin Kaepernick to the Green Bay Packers. It'd be the best backup quarterback competition we've ever seen. <laughs> Take the pressure off the coach for drafting a quarterback in the first round.
0: Mm. Uh, I don't think that'll happen, but uh, thank
1: you, Alan.
0: Yeah, I think they got enough. Quarterback drama there that you don't need to bring in Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, McLevin.
1: I actually thought the Eagles would have been a strong contender if they didn't draft Jalen Hurts. Yep. Because Wentz is a big physical mobile guy, kind of. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a couple different landing spots. I don't know the website. It might have been Bleacher Report. But uh, they were talking about uh, Jacksonville as one. They were talking about Washington. And I was thinking, wait, we just had Doug Williams on who works there. And uh, former quarterback. And he said, no, that wouldn't happen because the president being in Washington, D.C., and the amount of military there in Washington, D.C., that that wouldn't happen. I, I, I trust Florio here. Florio has a good relationship with Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, coach and GM of the Texans. And he's, he went to the funeral of George Floyd. He says he's going to kneel. And you already have a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who knows he's your future. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Now, I said Kansas City, but Texans, now I know where their coach stands and kneels. And you've got, you know, Deshaun Watson has been, uh, you know, active. And I don't know. That that one might have some legs. Yeah, McLevin.
1: Have you heard anything on Cam Newton? You mentioned the Redskins and Jags, some Cam Newton teams. I have not. It's
0: radio silent.
1: Well, they, there was a video of him working out with Odell. And yeah. It looked amazing. Yeah, with a shirt off. I mean, I, I know. know shorts. I know.
0: I like. I still thought San Diego would have been the great place for him, but they they drafted Herbert, and I I thought if you didn't draft him, if you were not necessarily sold on Herbert, if you didn't get Tua, and you you know consolation prize was Justin Herbert, were you going to accept that and say we're fine with that? Or if you say, look, we like Justin Herbert better than we do Tua. But if you wanted to bring in Colin Kaepernick or bring in Cam Newton, that to me would have been really interesting with that offense there. Really interesting. Yeah, Paul.
2: I still wonder if Cam Newton could do better financially going to a network right now. Because if he's he's not going to get starting money and and he's expecting high-end backup money, no, again, nobody wants a backup who's going to get a lot of attention. He may be better off calling up ESPN for a year. Yeah, but I don't know if he's good. Oh, they—they they don't care when they hire people if they're good to be on TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Most <laughs> don't. If you have a lot of star power and charisma, if you told me the Monday Night Booth was, you know, Steve Levy, Cam Newton, and Randy Moss, uh, okay, that's an that's an upgrade. I know it's I'm being speculative, but.
0: Yeah, but being an analyst on a game, doing things in you know in the moment live is completely different and far more challenging than being a studio analyst. And that's what I would do. You know, they made the mistake with Jason Witten. You know, to do that, you got to process everything. And I'm not saying Cam can't. I just don't know if he can. You know, it's hard to do that. But if you put him in in a you know a table setting or he's on countdown, whatever those things are, whatever those shows are. That way he knows what he's going to be talking about. And now you can get ready to talk about that. When you watch a game, you've got to be able to process it and go, okay, here's the reason why that happened or that didn't happen. And that's hard for any of these guys to do. That's why there's only a few that are really, really good at it. Uh, Alessandro in Oregon. Hopefully we got that right.
6: You did, Dan. Good morning, Dan. Dan, uh, first time, long time, 5'10", a pre-COVID-170. Thank you for that. Hey, uh, first and foremost, just thank you all for everything you've done throughout COVID and through these trying times in the States. I think I speak for all of chat row when we say thank you so much. Um, My worst of the weekend actually ties into Setons, which does lead into a question was my team, Internationale, uh, bowing out of Coppa Italia after a few months off. So my question is, I guess more to Seton and Pauly. Sorry, Dan, but who are you guys' city A teams?
2: Uh, your Serie A teams, i uh, see team. Juventus. Okay. Paulie? None. None of the above. I, I watch Serie A, but I don't really have a team. I've always been more of a Liverpool fan. Oh, Liverpool. Finally, oh. oh, oh. we're going to win. Premiership. Finally.
0: Oh, yeah. Premiership. Ryan in South Dakota. Hi, Ryan. Morning, Dan. Good morning, Ryan.
6: Uh, best of the weekend was seeing uh, Bryson DeChambeau in at the Colonial. <laughs> looking like uh, like a beer league softball player with a five-and-a-half-degree driver and just swinging out of his shoes. Uh, it was uh, That was a treat to watch. I think uh, a lot of us related to him uh, over the weekend quite a bit. And he was in contention, which was kind of cool. Yep. And the uh, worst of the weekend is just the baseball. I mean, at this point, I don't even want him to come back. I don't want to watch. Settle it over the summer. We'll see you next year.
0: All right. Thanks, well, thank you, Ryan. Bryson DeChambeau looked like he uh, you know, came out of training camp for a football team. He was, he was New Jack City, and he was piping it. He had a couple of drives. I think one was 360 yards, and you, you started looking at You were going, that is – he's a beast. Like, we think Brooks Kepka is a big dude. DeChambeau showed up, and I went, Wow. That that he looks like he was a football player. Yeah, Paul.
2: He put on twenty pounds. This is what he they reported during the golf twenty pounds in twelve weeks of muscle.
0: Hmm. Uh, Sean in Washington. Hi, Sean. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Uh, five
6: foot six, uh, one hundred eighty pounds. First time, in long time. Uh, I have two best of the weekend. Uh, first one is I'm a high school teacher out, out in Washington, and we had our uh, graduation. Um, it was good to be able to do a drive through and see our kids again. My second best you know, it was yesterday morning, really early in the morning, I'm taking a dance over there up at the beach and this fairly attractive mid twenties lady decided to go topless with us and that was a uh, – it made the made a nice start to our
0: Sunday. Wait, 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 what?
7: What happened though? She took off her top. She was going topless on the on the beach.
0: But it it's on a topless beach?
7: No,
6: it's not at all. I mean, it wasn't really even that warm. No, no, it's, it was a very random time to go topless. It was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, congratulations, Sean, on your, your weekend. Uh, Gavin in Vegas. Hey, Gavin.
7: Hey, Dan. Uh, six foot 180. Thank you. Uh, of the weekend, uh, I got to hang out with my son for his birthday, played
5: some Lego Marvel,
0: stayed in, stayed safe.
5: Uh, worst of the weekend, uh, first time he didn't get to go to a Dodger game for his birthday.
0: Uh, yeah, hopefully no tears there uh Francie in Colorado Francie hi
7: Dan hi, Francie, Hello Dan, hi, finally, I got disconnected three times, so I finally get to talk to you. I'm so excited.
0: wait, was that I can't blame Mario, I think it's Marvin.
7: Uh. I don't know, but we got disconnected three times while I was on hold.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Somebody will get fired by the end of the show, Francis.
7: No, no, no. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Well, then I won't do that. All right. Yeah, see. Do you you know?
7: I I wanted to wish you guys all a happy Father's Day this weekend. And then um, I wanted to comment since you guys have an in house attorney already that's pro bono, I wanted to apply to be your process server. Process server? yeah, I would be the person who would serve Tom Brady with those court documents.
0: Oh, well, no, that that was just hypothetical, of course. Where? Well,
7: I, oh, I know. It's just hypothetical, but I would be happy to do it for you.
0: But, so if we needed one, then you would be there pro bono.
7: Yes, that would be me.
0: Yes, Paulie.
2: I've always had it, this question. You know, in the movies and TV shows when they show people serving someone with papers, if you take take the envelope and throw it and it makes contact with the person and you say you've been served, is that officially a legal transaction?
7: No, the court doesn't like you to throw things at people. But that's what you and see I've on TV and the movies. That. Oh, I know. That's just all dramatic. That just, I, I've never done that in real life.
0: <laughs> Have it, what's the worst moment you've had when you've served somebody with papers?
7: Um, somebody followed me up to my car and tried to assault me. They just tried to smash my window in. And oh. I wasn't even serving him. I was served his girlfriend, who was very nice. But he got <laughs> upset, and he came out, and he smashed, he tried to smash my window in. Well, On my
0: car. And then you could serve him after that.
7: Yeah. Well, no, then my husband would take care
0: of him. Oh. So. oh. He, he's much
7: bigger than I am. <laughs> I like
0: that. I like that. Yeah. Mis- Mr. Processor. Um, uh-huh. Well, Francie, thank you for, uh, for offering that up, and we'll let you know if we need your service. But that was uh, very kind.
7: Okay, thank you. You uh, guys have a great day.
0: All righty. I think we're covered. Where were these people when Tom Brady's law firm was coming after us? Where was everybody? That's when I needed help. I didn't need a processor, but I did need an attorney. Yeah, Paul.
2: I've always wanted to know that because on TV shows, they show someone walking out of a courthouse and they, and some flunky rocks, walks up and says and throws a batch of paper and says, you've been served. And it hits them and it hits the ground and they've been served with I would with need to have
0: more details on that, Paul, because I think you're it saying happened. in all TV and movies.
2: It happens a lot in TV and movies. People will back me up. You've been served. And they throw the papers of the envelope at you and it just hits you and Hmm. it counts it's like a game of tag yeah like
3: you're it exactly yeah like there's some kind of rules or something where you have to acknowledge let's say like hey are are you dan patrick and you're like yeah and then they shake your hand or something they're like "Ha i got you you said your name and shook my hand and now you've been served or yeah. something you're like low.
2: what remember, remember that th- weird there's a scene in um philadelphia where dr j in the booth with uh the lawyers and in comes uh uh, Denzel Washington's uh, character and he shakes hands. Hey, Dr. J. And he goes, you've been served. And he hands it to the other guys. Mm. It's a great Dr. J cameo. Yeah, there's that. like rules
3: about it or something. And in movies, yeah, I think they always try to make it a little more dramatic. Mm. Like there's some big setup about a pizza delivery gone, you know, like, hey, did you order that pizza? Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> you've been served. Let me bring in uh, the paralegal department of the Dan Patrick Show. McLevin.
1: Yes. As a paralegal, I can confirm that I've seen this on TV many times. <laughs>
3: That's all I got. Well, thank you, McLeod. Confirmation. Thank you. Thank you. Do we need two sources? Uh, one witness is enough,
0: I guess. Yeah, that's, I'm good with that. Okay. It, Paulie's watched a TV show, and he's seen it a few times, so that's good. Yeah,
1: McClellan. I saw recently in a movie. Uh, remember where Denzel him played the drug lord? Uh, Russell Crowe would, was the cop and he went around throwing. He absolutely threw stuff into people's... So American Gangster. American Gangster. They were throwing things and serving people. I saw it throughout the whole movie. I don't know what that woman was saying
0: Well, I guess, you know, for theatrical purpose, it does seem like it's a little bit more wow if you're throwing something instead of saying, uh, here, excuse uh, yes, uh, here, you're being served. Now I, so I understand, you know, Hollywood aspect of this. Do you have any idea what we're talking about, Todd?
4: I have seen that on TV, but I couldn't give you any kind of legal background as to uh, when it's officially being someone uh, getting served, whether they touch the document or something like that. Thanks, Todd. That's why I kept my hand down. I didn't have anything Well, you were, leaning, to, you were
0: leaning into your microphone.
4: Welcome.
0: And and so I thought, you know...
4: I was pondering adding something, but I didn't have anything pithy or clever to add to that.
0: Okay. All right. We'll, uh, we'll take that out on the rear. <laughs> Dude. Take a break here. Last call for phone calls on this best and worst Monday. (laughs) Back after after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. You check things all the time, like your email, your Instagram. What about checking something important, like your credit? Discover makes it quick and easy. Best of all, it is free. Discover's now offering FICO credit scores. That's the score used by 90% of top lenders. You get it for free, even if you're not a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit. Check each month for changes. The Discover credit scorecard, free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply uh gibbs in virginia joins us hi gibbs how are you today what's going on dan how are you good good what's on your mind Uh,
6: i i had a best in the best until that fellow from carolina called and uh, misspoke calling him jeffrey james jordan as a double tar heel his name is michael (laughs) jeffrey jordan get it right stay in your lane um my, my best of the weekend was I had a buddy, uh, one of my law school classmates, come into Virginia Beach, and we absolutely crushed the drum on Friday night um, in the Chesapeake Bay, followed up by skeet shooting on Saturday morning, and then uh, a little golf to wrap up the weekend in the afternoon. And I have a quick story, if you have time, Dan, about how you actually got me into law school. Oh,
0: sure. Fire away, Gibbs. Yeah.
6: Uh, so, uh, I was working here in Virginia beach for a, uh, local NFL agent and, uh, was calling into your show pretty regularly, uh, calling into the local show as well. And they asked, well, is this the same Gibbs in Virginia beach that called the Dan Patrick show? So you're sure. Right. Yep. They gave me a job producing the radio show, put that on my resume, ended up applying to law school at UNC, and uh, the admissions counselor looked at it and said, wow, avid DP show listener and radio producer in the next week.
0: What do you do now, <laughs> Gibbs? Uh,
6: I'm in-house counsel for a construction company in Chesapeake, Virginia.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, thanks for the phone call, yeah. Gibbs. We appreciate you listening. Yes, McLovin.
1: it's what all young lawyers dream about doing someday. Be an in-house counsel for construction. That's terrible. Wow. No, I mean, it's just like, it's not exactly like Atticus Finch, you know? (laughs) 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 You want to argue in front of a judge and, like, make great legal statements. Wait, look at what we do for a Uh, living. (laughs) You went to Dartmouth. You guys have been on that kick lately that I'm a failure because I went to Dartmouth and I'm here. <laughs> lately.
0: <laughs> Not lately.
1: Yeah. I mean, you should be running like the Fed right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I screwed up. It was years ago. I
3: screwed up.
0: <laughs> All I know is the back row, r- row went to two of the best places in the country to go to school, NYU and Dartmouth. There we are in the same building. And here you are with Dayton Southern Illinois and West Virginia. Yes,
2: probably McGlovin said it before. He has the coolest job of anyone he went to college with, but some of the people he went to college with have jobs that are like <laughs> in a different stratosphere, but they're jealous of his job.
1: Never said that. And yes, that's you have. That yes. there's no one jealous of my job at Dartmouth. You don't think so? I don't know. Actually, yeah, they all lost their jobs. My particular class got gutted in 2008. And, they, you know, all that was all us. Oh, that, the that, financial crisis. Yeah, that was us.
0: That was all <laughs> my it. classmates. Congratulations. Yes, Todd.
4: I have a number of doctor and lawyer friends. That it's like so you get to talk sports for three hours a day every day. That's what you do. That's what they yes. do. That's how they unwind from their stressful days is talking sports. Yes. And, and this is what we do as our job. So they definitely would switch.
3: Not exactly Atticus Finch. <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> Andrew a- still remains one of the great sneakiest trash talkers oh, that's I've
0: ever one. met. He's Brooke like Lopez. a polite assassin. Oh, the Brooke Lopez was sneaky. That, that was stealth. Would you say that he majored in poetry at Stanford?
1: Yeah, he said he was a poetry major, yeah. so that's more like a hobby or something. <laughs> Is that a
3: major or a hobby?
1: (laughs) That was right before you convinced him to completely transform his game. (laughs) I know. That was a wild interview.
0: No, we had him on right before the All-Star game, and I said, would you shoot a three in the All-Star game for us? And he did. Jeff in Detroit is back with us. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Dan. What up, though? One time. chat. had a pretty good weekend. I'm not going to give you my worst. My
5: best was just enjoying the weather. Went to a barbecue to last for about two days straight. (laughs) Well, you guys were talking about process serving. Uh, I used to do that, and I used to get served as a police officer. So basically what it is is that once you obtain the person's name and you can identify and verify that that's that particular person, you tell them this is a warrant or a show cause or you have to show come before the judge, blah, 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 circuit court. And once you identify that person, you can then just write down that he has been served, whether he takes the paper or not.
0: Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Jeff. I've learned far more about processing than I care to, but I learned about bourbon today, processing. I'm, uh, let me uh, learn about history, this day in sports history, Paul.
2: I got one good one. 1949, baseball player Eddie Wakeis from Philadelphia was seriously injured when a female fan entered his room and shot him. He survived, but that was the basis for the movie The Natural. Yeah. That's it. Huh. There's, There's it. more, but you guys hit him already. Wow. 1995 O.J. Wow. Simpson. J. Is J. Simpson, it Friday or Monday?
3: <laughs> wow, a little shot there. Dang-a-lang. All
2: right. It's the people who are working back on this day in sports history. They're the ones I'm at. Not me. I'm just the presenter. Okay. <laughs> what about O.J.? Uh, he tried on the gloves during the trial this day in 1995. Mm. Hello, Dan. That's a win. <laughs> Hello, Twitter you, world. someone say my name? <laughs> <laughs> sports history.
0: <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. Hello, Hello world. Twitter world. More it's me and sports O.J. <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. Uh, Fritzi, what did you learn on today's program?
4: I learned that Seaton doesn't really need to see what the other That's are cooking over the weekend. He's got <laughs> other things he rather be looking at or doing.
0: Yeah, he didn't want to see Paulie's
3: cooking. What? What he? What he was cooking? If If Todd had sent a picture of his food, we'd be doing three straight months on that Thank picture. Thank you. There would be a a pixel by pixel breakdown of yeah, why Todd sent this
0: picture. Todd has
2: to make a meal to send a picture That's of a meal true. that he
3: made. McLovin, what did
2: you learn? I learned all about Chris Mannix's kitchen today. Yeah, Seaton, what did you learn? Chris Mannix has a nice kitchen. Never been used. Paulie? First Atticus Finch mentioned on this show in history, I think.
0: (laughs) What We Learned brought to you by Raycon Wireless Earbuds. It's the way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. A lot of fun being back. Thanks for your participation. Going to do it again tomorrow. Talk to you then.